Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa, and we are Two Sober Chicks. Welcome back. This is podcast two from the 2019 ORC, Ontario Regional Conference of Alcoholics Anonymous from the Toronto Sheraton Hotel. Which is on Queen Street, just across from our odd-looking UFO-type City Hall. That is true. It does look like a UFO, doesn't it? Kind of weird. It looks like a UFO that landed in the middle of two weird buildings. It's <laughs> <laughs> very bizarre. Yes. We should take a picture and put it on Facebook so people can see what we're talking well, about. Well, I did a live Facebook whatever oh, video yeah. showing it. Did you, do, did you do that tonight when it was dark? No, I'm going to do Earlier it. Earlier today. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably do it it's once all the lights today. in here are out so I get no glare. That'd be cool. Yeah, we do have, I think we have a beautiful city. We do. We're very lucky to be here at the ORC. Uh, I've been coming off and on. I've missed a couple, but I've been coming off and on for 10 years. Wow. I have half that amount of time. So it's been, uh, and great, great times, nervous times, uh, anxiety ridden times. A lot of people talk about at the end of the weekend, how they hit a down. Yeah. Because it's up. You're you're surrounded by 5,000 people. Who you know are also not drinking and they're alcoholics just like you and they're here and there's hope and recovery and and there's rooms where, you know, people are, I love the quiet room. They have a quiet room. Yes. And I love the newcomer room. So you go in there and at any given time you can talk to somebody who's sometimes hours sober. Yep. I remember the very first time I came here, I was so overwhelmed and you know me, I talked to anybody and I could barely talk that first time. I was just like deer in the headlights. I could not believe it. Yeah, I had a sponsee that came very early on in her sobriety, and she was hiding in the bathroom most of the time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be overwhelming. Make sure if you are here um, that you check in with people, check in with your sponsor. The newcomer room's a great place to go, or there's the quiet room every or now and again. Or go for a walk outside. Yeah, lots of things there's to do. There's some shops down. You can go to Starbucks, go to the magazine section at Rexall like there's lots of stuff to do that underground pathway yeah. network pathway is kind of cool yeah and you know our weather co- co- it's 11 11 that's a special that's your time that's my time mm-hmm. um the underground pathway is kind of nice because if the weather's bad then you still can go walking for a good distance yeah um, but our weather our Canadian weather cooperated the snow stopped so Yep. We've had a hell of a lot of snow lately. I know. It's been so great. According beautiful. to me, it's been great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I don't like the fact that our city doesn't seem to have snow plows. Um, so the, the snow then sort of stays there. Mm. It freezes mm-hmm. and it just sort of, the roadways get narrow narrower and narrower. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, yep. I'm so happy to be here at the ORC. Very excited. It's going to be a great weekend. We're looking forward to a lot of speakers. We're looking forward to doing a lot of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We might have some guests. <gasps> that would be amazing. Come in and out. We can flip this bi-directional mic get Ashley to Omni. On here. She's a little bit shy, but it's funny. Every now and again, like we were talking about the podcast today, and she started to say some really funny things, and I was like, damn, I wish I had a microphone right now. Yeah. Because uh, she's very, very shy, but she has her moments of, makes me laugh, gut laugh. We can definitely, I mean, it, we can't, I can't get across a room in less than fi- 10 or 15 minutes because there's so many people that I see from the fellowship. So we mm. can easily drag up tons of people. Anybody. Your sponsor, my sponsor, Paula, Karen, yep. whole host of people. That'd be amazing. Bianca. I think Bianca would be oh, a great podcast be. guest. We should have her on. Okay. Okay. I'll text her tonight. Good. Do that. Bianca is a, uh, well, I don't want to say too much because I don't know how much she wants to say a newcomer. She's a newcomer that we have come to know. Mm -hmm. 
and she is actually on... she's my grand sponsee oh my god that's right <laughs> yeah. she is on you know when you see somebody i don't know if you've had this experience she is on such a path and i'm so excited for her and i often feel like god is checking me saying you can't tell her that she, i'm talking to her right now mm-hmm. so let her have her experience with me and just support her because I can see it happening. Yeah. Like she's going to do amazing things and she's so getting it. And she's just like calling out for God and letting him guide her into different areas. And it's very cool. It is cool. Yes. Because that was not my experience. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, uh, you have to be open and I think you have to seek God and want to hear yeah. um, the message before it will come. Like it's there. But I had a wall around me, so it was kind of hard for that message to get in. So I like seeing that in her because I think, oh, if only I'd had that. If only whatever that Open. is. I didn't have that when I first came in. I was so bitter and angry and closed. Yeah. yeah, for good reason. But it came. It came when it was supposed to come. I do feel, sometimes I feel a little bit of regret. Um, like the other day I, I, um, I was telling somebody it took me 14 years to get five yeah and and that some uh, for a moment i was like oh wow i could have you know i could have had 10 years i could have had 14 years all oh, right and then the next thought that came was oh that's ego that's ego that's it's one, right it's one day at a time yep that's what i have one day at a time yeah and um and the quality that i have today is really good and maybe if I had gotten it right away, it would have dwindled and I wouldn't have stuck around. I've seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen some people come in gangbusters and then they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't need this anymore. And they leave. Um, and they miss the whole miracle of giving back and staying and continuing to give give back and do service. And I, I am at my best when I am doing something for somebody else. Yeah. And that's what this program has taught me. Yeah. And I'm not some selfless superhuman. I'm just saying that's when I feel like things really work for me because it helps me get out of my self-centered nature. Absolutely. Uh, and give back. Um, like when I'm working with a sponsee who's really like a like a Bianca, like mm-hmm. a Sarah. Yeah. Uh, who's really like just so hungry for the program because already they're starting to see the miracles they're starting to see the god moments the little changes in their life yeah and they're not just sloughing it off as coincidence spiritual or, awakening or not even recognizing it at yeah. all <clears throat> and if you have that right now you're whether you're new or not never let that fire go out um what a lot of my volunteer work in treatment centers and you can see that here on weekends too it's easy to be fired up when the fire is burning don't let it go out keep feeding it because for some people it goes away and it's hard to stoke it back up again Mm -hmm. it's and those stories are very important as well i mean i remember being a a member of uh, high park and this guy had 20 years and then he disappeared Mm. and then about a year later he came back and he had a day oh my god that's painful yeah (laughs) i think it would be painful but um and I think it was, but thank God he came back. It would have been even more painful if he hadn't come back at all. Yeah. Because that ego says to us, that my ego said that to me after two and a half years. You can't go back. You're a loser. 
Oh, yeah. I don't like what, that. What a loser. You, you, you know, you said you would get this program and then you didn't get it and you went back out and you drank. You have nothing to offer those You're people. You're nasty to yourself. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I think we discussed it one time on a podcast. Like if, if other people... If you if other people talk to you the way you talk to yourself, yeah. would you put up with it? I'd beat the shit out of that person. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about this when we were talking about self, our own self-talk. Mm-hmm. And I said to one of our friends, that's my friend you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Don't talk to yourself that way. I like that. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Because I, I recognized it because I'm like that too. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, I'm so good at it now that when that thought comes in, like I'll look in the mirror and be like, "Ugh, you're so ugly," or something happens, you're so stupid. Mm. It's so foreign at this point that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of shocked by it, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, "No, you're not." Oh, that's good. But yeah, it helps once you start to get recovered. You start to have more self confidence, mm-hmm. and you start to learn how to not indulge those nasty people that live inside your mm-hmm. head. Negative thoughts. And, yeah. Yeah. That scary dark place. Yeah. So, our beloved Angelica from California. Who's like uh, one of our very first (laughs) listeners, I think. Yeah. I think she was the very first person to ever write us. I think so too. Yeah. So, she's coming up to two years this month. And she emailed us to ask about a struggle she's having, which is... How do you slow down? She's got all this amazing stuff going on in her life. Um, I'm actually in the same spot too. Mm -hmm. I have not been to a meeting in two months. This is the longest it has ever been for me. And not for any good reason, really. I have so many good things going on. I'm in school and I volunteer and I'm happy and I'm having to say no to leading retreats and doing all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. Um, And... We really have to make, t- I really have to make time to come back to meetings. Mm. I, I knew before I came here, I was talking to my sponsor and I said, I know what's, no, I was talking to a sponsee and I said, I'm so grateful that this is going to be a good reset because this is going to have me like dive into the deep end and then remember, oh yeah, I got to be in this pool. Yeah. Like I got to be in here at all times. Um, so her question of how you slow down is you have, you, as many good things as are presented to you, you have to start saying no. Yeah. And say, no, I can't do this. No, I can't. Whatever. I can't go on this hike with you. I can't get together. Because if we don't start to make space for ourselves, then we're just going to get lost in the mix. Like, I'm really good at taking a Sabbath rest now, which is a Mm. 24-hour day off during my week. We just know we can't Why I'm not going to a meeting on that day is beyond me. (laughs) You just called yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I've had to say no to a lot of good stuff. Mm. And I think, and when I have to say no to good things, I thank God. I'm like, thank you that there's so much abundance in my life that I'm having to say no to good things. But I'm also a calendar person. So I will schedule in Sabbath day. I can't have anything on that day. Mm -hmm. Or I'll look during the week and say, I'm going to block off this two hours for myself. Mm -hmm. I find that helpful. Well, and an AA, a long time AA slogan is first things first. And the basic reminder is that if I don't put AA first, then I won't have anything. I won't have the rest of this because AA is what gave me this wonderful, eventful, packed life. And it is, it's a bit of a conundrum. One of the things I I, um, talked to one of my sponsees about was now, but you do have your family now. So it, it is important to make time for them too. Mm-hmm. But yes, put AA first. So 
do your prayer, do your meditation, talk to your sponsor, and then the rest of the day for your family. And you go to three meetings a week. Yeah. So then on these this, those other days, do something with your family. So it's about trying to figure out that balance. But it is hard because especially if your whole life was blown apart and you didn't have any good things going on and now you have this abundance that you have yeah. choice, um, it's hard to say no to those things sometimes. But if you learn to say no, if you learn to set boundaries, if you learn to put AA first, which is really putting yourself first again. Yeah. For sure. You know, um, making good choices for yourself. Then those things will continue to happen. You will continue to have that abundant life. Um, but if you start to say no to AA things, then I think that abundance will start to... I think old habits come back in. We're alcoholics. So that thought of drinking has come up rarely for me um, because I'm so close to the program. But the other thoughts... The quick to anger, the judgmental thoughts, mm -hmm. um, self-pity, those thoughts still come up. And I have to, if I wasn't as invested as I am in this program, it would be easier, easy for me to fall back into old habits and behaviors. I also find slowing down, like physically slowing down, walking slower, talking slower, doing things slower, when you slow down like that on the inside, everything else around you starts to slow down. Mm -hmm. It's why when you meditate for 15 minutes a day, all of a sudden time bends and you find time other places. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is interrupting the momentum of busy that we're used to and not being like, I got to be over here. I got to <laughs> do this. I got to rush. Like I'll be like washing the dishes like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm just, I'm, I'm go, go, go. Yeah. And the second I slow down, everything slows down. A de-escalation tactic is taking a breath. Yeah. You know, take a breath before you react, before you say something. And um, and the same with just people that you love. Take a breath. They ask you, you know, can you do something? Take a breath. Um, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Before we say um, yes. Um, another subject that's come up when I'm working with uh, newcomers is a people-pleasing. And the speaker that I, I saw tonight, Jennifer, she talked about um, that doing things for, what was it? How, she, how did she phrase it? I think it was false acts of kindness. Okay. Um, oh, sure. I will um, photocopy all those brochures for the PTA meeting. And then she says, but God forbid nobody mentions, oh, thank you, Jennifer, for doing mm -hmm. that photocopy. And she talked about how she would get upset. So she wasn't doing it um, selflessly. She was doing it because she was hoping that she would get accolades. Yeah. That someone would say thank you. Um, so, you know, so that you don't set yourself up for that kind of behavior. Check your motive. And this yeah. is another great reason why you should have a sponsor, right? Yeah. You know, I'm saying yes to all these things, but I don't have any time and I'm overwhelmed and people are always asking me for things. Well, if you have that dialogue with your sponsor... Your sponsor might say to you, well, why don't you say no to a few more things? Right. Like, why are you saying yes to everything? Oh, because I don't want to disappoint people. Why not? Oh, because I want people to like me. Uh, I have trouble saying no. And then this whole other dialogue that opens up. Yep. Well, if you keep asking why, well, why, 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 why? Eventually, I think it's after like six or seven whys, mm -hmm. you get down to that base core answer. The truth. Which is like, I'm afraid of judgment or... Maybe I'm a failure or whatever it is. If I don't say yes, maybe people, people won't, won't like, like me. me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll stop asking. Yeah. Yeah. Like as much fun as I had volunteering today at check-in, mm-hmm. there was no second. As soon as I, and I tend to do this, as soon as she was like, I'm having problems finding volunteers, I didn't think about, you've not been to a meeting <laughs> in two months. Yeah. And you really wanted to go to the opening of the conference. Mm-hmm. It should have been a, let me think about it. How much time do I have? Let me let you know in half an hour. Yeah. Had I done that, I would have either said I can't do it or I can only take a, I can only do it for an hour. Yeah. And Which- instead, I was on my feet, three hours, exhausted, came up here, shoveled back dinner. Like I haven't had a second. Mm-hmm. So I should have said, let me get back to you. Oh, well. But I have a whole full day tomorrow. To try, to practice that. To practice it. Yeah. And that's a good um, reminder for Angelica that doesn't matter. You know, you can have several years, many years yeah. in the program and these things come up. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, is that if you keep working the program and you stay in the center of the program, you continue to question your behavior and you check your motives. And I think you just get, hopefully, you get healthier, healthier and healthier over time. Yeah. Oh, the police are out to get us. The popo. The popo's <laughs> on us. Um, yeah, somebody uh, who was not part of our program was asking about what's this conference and what what's it all about, and oh, a bunch of alcoholics getting together, and I'm like, yeah, and we will be the best and quietest neighbors in a hotel that you've ever had. Yeah, which I would never, if I wasn't in the fellowship, I'd be like, that's trouble right there. I don't know why any hotel would want them. would let those people those in hooligans. I just touched the luggage case. So if you if you hear something like the bongos, yeah. it's because the microphone is resting on my suitcase on top of a bench. Yes. And we're very awkwardly leaning into each other trying to talk because, again, we're down to one microphone. So. We have our makeshift studio. Oh, well. I said it's we were good. going on faith. Just going on faith. Yeah. It's either going to sound okay or it's going to sound like crack. But you're still listening, so thanks for joining us. I think I got to go to bed. I know. What time is it now? 11.30. Oh, Jesus. I'm usually like (laughs) falling asleep to Parks and Rec or Friends or something right now in bed. And did you ever feel this way when you were drinking? (laughs) You were active? I was always going till four or five until I passed out. Yeah. Yeah. It was never early to bed. It's nice to feel clear and happy and at ease at Mm -hmm. this time of night and to know I'm just going to take a shower and I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sleep great Mm -hmm. and I'm going to wake up without a hangover and like in thousands of kooks like us are going to be all downstairs. Mm -hmm. Mingling and having coffee. It's so good. I'm going to go check out the corrections booth because... That's something I love doing is yeah. cor- AA and corrections. Yes. See all my old timer men down there. Yep. So mm-hmm. cool. Good old boys. Yeah. I had a very lovely experience with an older gentleman who was behind the grapevine table. Okay. And I introduced, um, there was somebody else I knew there. And I said, oh, and this is my wife, Ashley. And uh, he's he kind of perked up. And then he came around and he said, well, since you two are lovers. <laughs> oh, I like that term. And he, he had a whole little sheet of stickers. And he had given the people who were volunteering behind the grapevine counter happy face stickers. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, since you two are lovers, why don't you pick a heart off my sticker page? Very cute. I saw those stickers and I was like, what the fuck do I have to do to get those stickers? Well, you come down with me tomorrow and I'll introduce you as my other wife. And then maybe you'll get a sticker. And I'll be like, since we're lovers, can I have one? (laughs) (laughs) Polyamorous situation going on. 
Which is something I would love to be able to do, but I cannot. I like the idea, though. I do, too. But I couldn't do it either. No, I remember seeing a documentary one time of this polyamorous group of people and like this one wife was sitting on the couch watching a movie with her (laughs) husband and the other the girlfriend comes in and the husband gets up and like holds the girlfriend's hand and walks away upstairs and they're like good night and I'm like I'd fucking kill somebody (laughs) it's like I liked that concept right until I'd have to watch my husband walk off with another woman in front of my face yeah and you'd be like yeah Blood smeared on the walls. It would not work for me. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about sex. I was just thinking about somebody to clean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fantasy. Yes, it is. I think yeah. that's the fantasy I had, which is like, it's just another woman to share all the tasks. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yep. But, but that's then none like of the other maid. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you cannot sleep with him. Do You're not your... touch him. Yeah. I think there's a word for that. Um, and you hire them. And it's not hooker. A housekeeper <laughs> where's your mind julie <laughs> looking at lisa like what is there a new cool thing i've never heard of <laughs> okay i think this is only funny we're to me delirious. yeah we're too tired too tired we're okay too folks. tired too sober chicks too tired sober chicks yes thanks so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you again tomorrow (laughs) i get to the end and i can't talk anymore we'll talk to you again tomorrow from the orc here at the sheraton hotel in the beautiful city of toronto thanks a lot for listening we love you bye